Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Lost Olympian, Chapter 19, The Continuation. I knew as long as I lived, which might not be that long, I would never be able to get that image out of my mind. Typhon's head shifted constantly. Every moment he was a different monster, each more horrible than the last. Looking at his face would have driven me insane, so I focused on his body, which wasn't much better. He was humanoid, but his skin reminded me of a meatloaf sandwich that had been in someone's locker all year. He was malted green, with blisters the size of buildings, and blackened patches from aeons of being stuck under a volcano. His hands were human, but with talons like an eagle's. His legs were scaly and reptilian. The Olympians are giving their final effort, Kronos laughed. How pathetic. Zeus threw a thunderbolt from his chariot. The blast lit up the world. I could feel the shock even here on Olympus, but when the dust cleared, Typhon was still standing. He staggered a bit with smoking crater on top of his misshapen head, but he roared in anger and kept advancing. My limbs began to loosen up. Kronos didn't seem to notice. His attention was focused on the fight and his final victory. If I could hold out a few more seconds, and if my dad kept his word... Typhon stepped onto the Hudson River and barely sank to mid-calf. Now, I thought, imploring the image in the smoke. Please, it has to happen now. Like a miracle, a conch horn sounded from the smoky picture. The call of the ocean. The call of Poseidon. All around Typhon, the Hudson River erupted, churning with 20-meter waves. Out of the water busts a new chariot, this one pulled by massive hippocampi who swam in the air as easily as in water. My father, glowing with a blue aura of power, rode a defiant circle around the giant's legs. Poseidon was no longer an old man. He looked like himself again, tan and strong with a black beard. As he swung his trident, the river responded, making a funnel cloud around the monster. No! Kronos bellowed, after a moment of stunned silence. No! Now, my brethren, Poseidon's voice was so loud, I wasn't sure if I was hearing it from the smoke image from all the way across town. Strike for Olympus! Warriors bust out of the river, burst out of the river, riding the waves on huge sharks and dragons and seahorses. It was a legion of cyclopses, and leading them into battle was, Tyson! I yelled. I knew he couldn't hear me, but I stared at him in amazement. He'd magically grown in size. He had to be ten meters tall, as big as any of his older cousins, and for the first time, he was wearing full battle armor. Riding behind him was uh, Briars, the hundred-handed one. All the Cyclopses held huge lengths of black iron chains, big enough to anchor a battleship, with grappling hooks at the ends. They swung like a lassoes and began to ensnare Typhon, throwing lines around the creature's legs and arms, using the tide to keep circling, slowly tangling him. Typhon shook and roared and yanked at the chains, pulling some of the cyclopses off their mounts, but there were too many chains. The sheer weight of the cyclopses, the cyclops battalion, started to weigh Typhon down. Poseidon threw his trident and impaled the monster in the throat, golden blood, Immortal Iker spewed from the wound, making a waterfall taller than a skyscraper. The trident flew back to Poseidon's hand. The other gods struck with renewed forces. Ares rode in and stabbed Typhon in the nose. 
Artemis shot the monster in the eye with a dozen silver arrows. Apollo shot a blazy, a blazing volley of arrows and set the monster's linen cloth on fire. And Zeus kept pounding the giant with lightning until finally, slowly, the water rose, wrapping Typhon like a cocoon, and he began to sink under the weight of the chains. Typhon bellowed in agony, thrashing with such force that waves sloshed the Jersey shore, soaking five-story buildings and splashing over the George Washington Bridge. But down he went as my dad opened a special tunnel for him at the bottom of the river, an endless water slide that would take him straight to Tartarus. The giant's head went under in a seething whirlpool, and he was gone. Bah! Kronos screamed. He slashed his sword through the smoke, tearing the image to shreds. They're on their way, I've said. I said, you've lost. I haven't started. I advanced, he advanced with blinding speed. Grover, brave, stupid satyr he was, tried to protect me, but Kronos tossed him aside like a ragdoll. I sidestepped and jabbed under Kronos's guard, but I was a good... It was a good trick. Unfortunately, Luke knew it. He encountered the strike and disarmed me using one of his first moves, the first moves he'd ever taught me. My sword skittered across the ground and fell straight into the open fissure. Stop! And Beth came from nowhere. Kronos whirled to face her, and he slashed with backbiter. But somehow Annabeth caught the strike in her dagger hilt. It was a move only the quickest and most skilled knife fighters could have managed. Don't ask me where she found the strength, but she stepped in closer for leverage. Their blades crossed, and for a moment, she stood face to face with the Titan Lord, holding him at a standstill. Luke, she said, gritting her teeth. I understand now. You have to trust me. Colonel's roared in outrage. Luke Castellan is dead. His body will burn away as I assume my true form. I tried to remove my body, move my body, but it was frozen again. How could Annabeth, battered and half-dead with exhaustion, have the strength to fight and try Titan like Kronos? Kronos pushed against her, trying to dislodge his blade, but she held him in check, her, her arms trembling as he forced his sword down towards her neck. Your mother... Annabeth grunted. She saw your fate. Service to Kronos, the titan roared. This is my fate. No, Annabeth insisted. Her eyes were tearing up, but I didn't know if she was it was from sadness or pain. This, that's not the end, Luke. The prophecy. She saw what you would do. It applies to you. I will crush you, child, Kronos bellowed. You won't, Annabeth said. You promised. You hold Kronos back even now. Lies! Kronos pushed again, and this time, Annabeth lost her balance. With his free hand, Kronos struck her face, and she slid backwards. I summoned all my will. I managed to rise, but it was like holding the weight of the sky again. Kronos loomed over Annabeth, his sword raised. Blood trickled from the corner of her mouth. She croaked. Family, Luke, you promised. I took a painful step forward. Grover was back on his feet, but over by the throne of Hera, but he seemed to be struggling to move as well. Before either of us could get anywhere close to Annabeth, Kronos staggered. He stared at the knife in Annabeth's hands, the blood on her face. Promise. Then he gasped, like he couldn't get air. Annabeth! But it wasn't the titan's voice. It was Luke's. He stumbled forward like he couldn't control his own body. You're bleeding. My knife. Annabeth tries to raise her dagger, but it clattered out of her hand. Her arm went her arm was bent at a funny angle. She looked at me, imploring. Percy, please, 
I could move again. I surged forward and scooped up her knife. I knocked the backbiter out of Luke's hands and began, and it spud into the hearth. Luke hardly paid me any attention. He stepped towards Annabeth, but I put myself between him and her. Don't touch her, I said. Anger rippled across his face. Cronus's voice growled, Jackson! Was it my imagination? Was his whole body glowing? Turning gold? He gasped again. Luke's voice. He's changing. Help! He's... He's almost ready. You won't need my body anymore, please. No! Kronos bellowed. He looked around for his sword, but it was in the hearth, glowing among the coals. He stumbled towards it. I tried to stop him, but he pushed me out of the way with such force, I landed next to Anbeth and cracked my head on the base of Athena's throne. The knife, Percy, Anbeth muttered. Her breath was shallow. Hero, cursed blade... When my vision came into focus, I saw Kronos grasping his sword. Then he bellowed in pain and dropped. His hands were smoking and seared. The hearth fire uh, had grown red hot, like the scythe wasn't compatible with it. I saw an image of Hestia flicking, flickering in the ashes, frowning at Kronos with disapproval. Luke turned and collapsed, clutching his ruined hands. Please, Percy. I struggled to my feet. I moved towards him with a knife. I should kill him. That was the plan. Luke seemed to know what I was thinking. He monstered. He moistened his lips. You can't... can't do it yourself. You break my control. You'll defend himself. Only my hand. I... I know where. I can... keep him controlled. He was definitely glowing now, his skin staring, starting to smoke. I raised the knife to strike. Then I looked at Annabeth, then Gover, cradling in her arms, trying to shield her. And I finally understood what she'd been trying to tell me. You're not the hero, Rachel had said. It will affect what you do. Please, Luke groaned. No time. If Kronos evolved into his true form, there would be no stock stopping him. He would make Typhon look like a playground bully. The line of the great prophecy echoed in my head. A hero's soul cursed blade shall reap. My whole world tipped upside down and I gave the knife to Luke. Gover yelped. Percy, are you, um, crazy insane? Off my rocker? Probably. But I watched as Luke grasped the hilt. I stood before him, defenseless. He unlatched the side straps of his armor, exposing a small bit of his skin just under his left arm, a place that would be very hard to hit. With difficulty, he stabbed himself. It wasn't a deep cut, but Luke howled. His eyes glowed like a lava. The throne room shook, showing off, throwing me off my feet. An aura of energy surrounded Luke, growing brighter and brighter. I shut my eyes and felt a force like a nuclear explosion blister my skin and crack my my lips. It was silent for a long time. When I opened my eyes, I saw Luke sprawled on the hearth. On the floor around him was a blackened circle of ash. Cronus' scythe was liquefi- had liquefied into molten metal and was trickling into the coals of the hearth, which now gold glowed like a blacksmith's furnace. Luke's left side was bloody. His eyes were open, blue eyes, the way they used to be. His breath was a deep rattle. Good blade, he croaked. 
I knelt next to him. Annabeth limped over with a Grover's support. They both had tears in their eyes. Luke gazed at Annabeth. You knew. I almost killed you, but you knew. Shh. Her voice trembled. You were a hero at the end, Luke. You'll go to Elysium. He shook her head weakly. Think rebirth. Try, try for three times. Isles of the blessed. Annabeth sniffed. You always pushed yourself too hard. He kept up his char charred hand. Annabeth touched his fingertips. Did you... Luke coughed with his lips glistened red. Did you love me? Annabeth wiped her tears away. There was a time I thought... Well, I thought... She stared at me like she was drinking in the fact... Like she was drinking in the fact that I was still there. And I realized I was doing the same. The world was collapsing, and the only thing that I really mattered what was that she was alive. You were like a brother to me, Luke, she said softly. But I didn't love you. He nodded, as if he'd expected it. He winced in pain. We can get ambrosia, Grover said. We can... Grover. Luke gulped. You're the bravest satyr I ever knew. But no, there's no healing. Another cough. He gripped my sleeve, and I could feel the heat of his skin like fire. Ethan, me, all the unclaimed, don't let it, don't let that happen again. His eyes were angry, but pleading too. I won't, I said, I promise. Luke nodded, and his hands, his hand went slack. The gods, the gods arrived a few minutes later in their full war regalia, thundering into the throne room and expecting a battle. What they found were Annabeth, Grover, and me standing over the body of a half of a broken half-blood in the dim, warm light of the hearth. Percy, my father called, awe in his voice. What? What is this? I turned to the face of the Olympians. We need a shroud, I announced. A shroud for the son of Hermes. And that was the end of chapter 19. Wow. Really, a lot of emotion. Um, I tried to make a Luke's dying voice as good as possible. Um, hopefully you thought it was decent. Um, but it's pretty hard when you're not dying to act like you're dying. Surprisingly. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys, however, for listening to me read this chapter. And, um, yeah. I will see you guys next time, I think, right? You'll come back? Um, yeah. Also, please do, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints, do comment. Go to podbean.com or download the app Podbean. Find my podcast. And, um, yeah. I would also like to know what you guys think if I should add an outro song at the end. But, yeah. Isaac, out.